Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fast Break YouTube channel. I'm your host right now, Magic Man, aka Sean Grice, and I want to welcome everybody into Lakers Fast Break NBA observations. And uh, tonight we were tentatively scheduled to have uh, a very good uh, person on. It was going to be uh, senior writer Daniel Riccio of Hot Hot Hoops. Uh, unfortunately, because of uh, some scheduling uh, conflicts right now, uh, both uh, Gerald and Daniel are unavailable right now. Hopefully, they'll both be able to make it. Um, this is part of the business that sometimes sucks, right? But you roll with the punches. It happens. Uh, I've had to reschedule or uh, move, my, move myself around to try and accommodate other people. Uh, we want to do that here as well, but uh, we also want to want to stay professional. So the show must go on. You know that's that's essentially one of my favorite Queen songs right now. Um, shout out to Freddie Mercury, "Gone Not Forgotten." You're the best front man that ever lived, Freddie. Uh, but with that, we move on. So I guess I'll be uh, I'll be uh, kind of doing a uh, winged approach to. Uh, a Miami Heat preview again. I've sent out the link to everybody. Um, if uh, you could join us, that'd be great. Um, uh, so with that, I, I did have uh, an opening I wanted to say, and that's um, you know, when you talk about the Miami Heat, you talk about the Godfather. He starts and ends with the Heat, uh, and that's Mister Patrick. James Riley and Patrick Riley right now is just waiting to strike on the Damian Lillard situation. That's pretty much what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's fait accompli. I think uh, it's going to eventually come down to uh, Tyler Hero eventually being rerouted to a third team because obviously. Portland doesn't want to have anything to do with them for some reason, even though when you look at uh, the stats head-to-head, 
if you looked at them with the naked eye, you wouldn't see a big difference between the kind of production Tyler Hero has uh, produced in the NBA versus Jalen Brown. They, you'd be, you wouldn't be that surprised, actually. Uh, but with that, it's hello, Joe. How are you doing this evening? Hi. Hello. Welcome to the Lakers Fast Break, and uh, our guest hasn't shown up yet, so I'm just kind of biding our time here, or figuring out just a way to move on, because that's what you do when you're a professional, right? Okay, all right. How how is work today? <laughs> work is work. All right. And, so, and by the way, if anybody tells you they're always busy, usually they're full of... <clears throat> sure. Either- I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm not, so, you, you, you're not gonna. I, I try not to say I'm busy because it's a, it's a bad uh, word. Uh, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's one of those uh, loaded loaded words when yeah. you send when you send it out there. It's you gotta you gotta pay attention to the context. Like let's say if it involves uh, someone that you probably should have seen or someone who doesn't show up to a radio uh, show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I got busy, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. basically just telling me I'm not important. That important, I should say. But, you know, that's just me. Thanks, that's Joe. Got. That's all I got. <laughs> Inspiring words as always. But, uh, no, we roll with the punches here because I had a, I had a uh, great anecdote uh, ready to go. And uh, I'm not going to waste it because somebody somebody decided not to uh, show up, or somebody decided they were too busy for this. Even though we scheduled it, you said we were good to go. It is what it is. Uh, Joe, do you know where Pat Riley grew up? I believe he grew up in New York. It was Schenectady, New York. And. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was from New York, but uh, I think we just, I don't, I can't remember. Did we say this on the show? So he, about 30 years ago, he had a, he was doing an interview with Bob Costas, right? Yeah. And cause, and this is when he's, he's slicked back NYC. He's the man. He was the biggest, he was the biggest name in New York city in the mid nineties. Uh, even bigger than Donald Trump. Um, so he's talking to Costas, and Costas asks him a specific question. He says, "What from your time in Schenectady is with you? Like, like what remains from your time there?" And he says, "It's my taproot." So every everything that Riley is about is from his dad and Schenectady, and that's where the volume system comes from. See, Joe, I think oftentimes people try to confuse values and standards. You can't have a standard without a value system. You can have values, but no standards. I mean, we see that every day in politics, in business. Those people we call hypocrites. Those are people who say they have values, but the the standards are not there. So to me, the the set of value system you have in life is the taproot. It starts at the bottom. That's your value system. What you see with the fruit tree is the standard. The standard is the measurement or the efficiency of your value system. I think people often confuse the two. They're not, they don't mean the same thing. Very well put, Sean. Uh, 
if I had to stick with, with the Pat Riley subject, you look at footage during the 80s and you see a transformation in Pat Riley. You see a guy at the beginning of the decade who was this pupil, uh, apprentice type guy, right? Whether it was trying to be a color guy with chick or a valuable asset in terms of an assistant coach. And then as he climbed the ranks, you saw a transformation of I'm the boss. And you can see it in the physical appearance. The physical appearance was not just his hair slicked back, shaving the mustache. That was all disguised. That was all a disguise. He was really blue collar, man. He, 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 he was blue collar. However, you don't need to be high class to turn into what he turned into. It's, it's, it's just not, it, it's not a requisite. It's just not you. Are you the type of guy that's going to, even though you're going to work, let's say throughout the day, if you're going to work throughout the day, you know, I, I, I wore a suit for seven years in the transportation business. I know that game. Every day you put on a suit, boom, boom, boom. Then over time, shifted into a different industry. Now I'm wearing short sleeve hoodies, right? But the the attire right now is for functionality. I'm not in an office. I'm not, I mean, I'm in an office to a degree, but I'm an outside guy. So when I... When, when you're looking at what you're going to do throughout the day, what's going to make things functional, both in physicality and, men- and, and mental? Um, Pat Riley, I'll get to that in a minute, but I want to go kind of go back to Pat as I kind of ingrained it into what's going well, on with us, and, too. And, and here's the thing, Joe. Um, he's inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame as a coach. He should be in there as a contributor now. In the 76 years the NBA title has been awarded, he's been involved in 19, 19 finals as a player, a coach, or an executive. 25% of the finals. And he's been to a finals as a player, uh, coach, and executive since 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, the 2010s, and just this past dec- into this decade. That's six straight decades he's been in an NBA Finals. You need to put this man in the Hall of Fame for being a builder, too. No, he's definitely a big piece of the NBA and what it, what it's what it's supposed to be. Longevity in, in, in Miami, too, should 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 show how how great he, he is because usually that doesn't last. It usually has a shelf life, and even even at that at that stance, he's been pretty excellent at. But your your blue collar to high high collar, let's say, world. There's plenty of people that are blue collar that that have a sense of style, have a sense of an image in their head of what they want to be. And when you said he put on the mask or whatever it is that he did with the suits and the hair slicked back. When you look at Pat Riley, and I harp on 
Gerald about this because he he uh, he likes how the coaches dress now. Sorry, Gerald. I'm, I know I'm always kind of harsh on Gerald, but Gerald does. No, things. no, no. You know what? That's a, that's another thing I'm sick of. People calling you harsh. It's, yeah. It's direct. It is. So we're sitting here talking about a league. We're sitting here talking about something you love. And you're like, everybody looks like they just got out of bed. Everyone looks like they haven't shaved. The coaches now wear fleeces. Looking at someone like Tom Thibodeau wearing a fleece is not a good sight. It doesn't help an image. I still say a lot of the reasons why UFC hasn't gotten to a, let's say, boxing level. Someone might, Dana might slap me in the face for this, but I mean, I know sports. Let's let's use the 80s and the 90s, since we're talking about the 80s and the 90s primarily with Pat Riley. Uh, probably pretty, pretty close to being some of the greatest decades for boxing, right? And UFC, mixed martial arts, I think a lot of the reasons why it's still not at that level where it, sh- when it should be is because of the appearance of the fighters. You didn't see the looks you do now. Everyone has sleeves. Everyone has tattoos on their face. Everyone looks kind of just not kept. You looked at guys like Evander Holyfield, Tyson, Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis, Thomas Hearns. You used to look at those guys, and they would be wearing suits watching those guys fight, let alone going into the ring looking like Adonis's and looking good. I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, guys, but appearance matters. So Pat Riley mastered an appearance that no one had mastered. He mastered it, and it, and it, and it, it defined a culture. It defined a league. Pat Riley. You look at him even in practice gear. Just look at him in practice gear. He is ripped. His shirt's tucked in. Everything says, you don't have to wear suits to look good. Back to my attire. I wear Under Armour shorts that can breathe. I have a, a shirt that I've washed at least God knows how many times, right? Because this is what I wear. This is what allows me to be mobile and also allows me not to look like I just went in the dirt. That's why I wear black. You can still look good being a low-income type guy. Just a matter of putting some effort into it. And he, as he climbed the ladder, just added to that image. And that's who he is. He was he was that guy even when he was growing up. And then when he got the seat, he's like, yep. I'm going to show it off now. And of course, he not only showed it off, he executed the number one plan, which is winning. And it just adds more to the, to the Godfather name that he has. Uh, it's, it's well suited. Uh, I, again, that, that kind of like his ability to morph. That's, that's kind of what people love about him the most. His, his leadership styles are different because look at all the different personalities He's one with, and not only that, Joe, like when, like his playing style was blue collar. He wasn't a superstar. He had to get minutes fighting, scratching and clawing out there. And when he got the ball in the stands, he had to be able to shoot. Now he's pretty good at it. Joe got to three finals 
uh, two with the Lakers, one with the Suns. And he likely played in the greatest finals game of all time, right? When uh, the Celtics beat the Suns in triple overtime. He was on that Suns team. Um, so the guy's 9-10 all time in finals as a player, coach, and executive. When he coached the Lakers, the Lakers were really, like you said, that whole Armani uh, hair slick back. Like, the Lakers were his alter ego. That wasn't who he was. When he went to New York, that was his team. He built them in his own image. Brutal. Big. Rugged. Physical. And as you've mentioned before, time and time again, it's not just the physicality he preached. It's stamina. You talked about that that team that, had just about, I think every one of their starters played 80 games that year. That's, the 92 that's, Knicks. That's the kind of level of conditioning that's called a standard, right? So we go back to that word. That's what he has. That's what he has. There's a standard. That's why it's always, um, do you have your steel toe boots and your hard hat ready to go work for him? Because if he signs you or if he drafts you, there's an expectation that you understand what organization and what person your boss is. I, I mean, they just look in reminding me about that season. Kiki Vandeweghe, I believe that was his last season in the NBA. Yes, he played off the bench, sixty-seven games, and then everyone else, the other eight-man rotation that year. Only one game missed by Mark Jackson. That's it. Everyone else played the 82 games. It's the, the standard of excellence, the, the want to be there every day. Sinatra said 90% of it is being there. Just like going to the gym. Get to the gym, guys. It's the hardest part of going to the gym is getting there. Once you get there, you're already set. You can start working out. And... He set a standard that it's just it's a lost art, unfortunately, at this point. You're not seeing a lot of people kind of veer back and say, I want to look like Pat Riley. Now everyone wants to be comfortable. Now everyone wants to be uniform. You know, I'm looking at looking at kind of society and how how it's turning into everything's about we gotta be the same. We gotta be the same. And it's bullcrap, okay? Even the guys that wore suits on the sideline still had different suits. They weren't wearing all the same suits. You know, so, Joe, unfortunately, you know, you're right. You're right. It's, unfor- it, it's unfortunate that you're right. Not, it's not unfortunate that you're right because you want to be right. It's unfortunate you're right because that's the way it is. And I think uh, a prime example of that like the mo- the modern man today, Joe, Zion Williamson. So you talk about everybody kind of like looking at you want the equality of opportunity, yet you also want the equality of the outcome. So you want the opportunity that's presented to you and you want the outcome. You just don't want to work hard to get it. That's what we've heard through through the back channels about what this guy's work ethic is about. He likes playing basketball like Zion Williamson and uh, Ben Simmons. They like playing basketball, but they don't love playing basketball and they don't really view basketball 
as a profession. It's I want all the the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I just don't want to walk and run to get it. I don't want to veer off. I don't want to veer off. Well, we're here. not we're not veering off. But let's so let's 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 add some things here. We're still talking about you're talking about Zion Williamson, so I'm going to compare it to part of broadcasting. At least when I learned from what the great John Chalesnik, my mentor, uh, one of the best men I've ever met in my life, still helps kids get jobs all across the country. Uh, Staatalent.com, just a great man. He's he's just. He, he, he taught us, he said, Joe, you want to obviously know your sports. You want to be able to have, be prepped, prepped, prepped to, to get whatever show you're putting together in the right way and being able to be adaptable and being able to change quick, just like how our guests didn't show up. Boom. We have to change kind of topics here. You need to be prepared for that a lot of times. But even when you're not prepared, you still sort of need to be prepared in case someone doesn't show up. So with that, you have to also relate things for the audience out there that might enjoy listening to you. Relate it to something they can relate to. Everyone relates, just like I used the the gym analogy. Everyone knows what that is. You don't need to be a sports fanatic to understand what that means. Almost every human being knows what that means. So it's easy to connect with your audience that way. We, the reward for Zion stinking the first few years is giving him more money. The reward for not managing your money correctly in society is let's take care of their student loans. This There's this constant security blanket. And like children, children don't worry about things because they're children. They're being protected by their parents. They're being protected by a school. They're being protected to get what they need by someone else. What we've done as a society in sports, life, is we have these groups that are entitled, that are blaming the people that are in power for their problems. I'm not saying that those who are in charge don't cause problems, but almost all your problems, and I'll use Zion as an example, is what? It's your problem. Who is not? Who is making you go eat all this food and not working out? Who is making you not care about playing 70, 80 games a year when you're supposed to be the next big thing? You're going to go tell me that, oh, the, 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 the system is set up. No one's telling you to go hang out with people and get them, get into things, and they're talking about you in public. People need to grow up. Yeah. If you don't want to do this, and Ben Simmons needs to be – see, the thing that bothered me about Ben Simmons is this is a guy who said he has a mental illness, okay, a mental illness, yet he is not sick enough to go after a team that he didn't play for for a whole year mm-hmm. to get his money. That means you're not that sick. That means you're coherent enough to know, hey, I want my money. You want your money for not playing? That's an entitled hypocrite scumbag to me. And and I'm sorry to say most people are like that, guys. Most people are like that. They want everything for free. They want everything on on their terms. And when they don't get it, they start crying about this. They start crying about that. Now, I haven't heard Zion cry yet, but... 
We've heard Ben Simmons cry about it, right? I want my money, even though I didn't play. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, and our reward, what's the reward? The reward is the system pays them anyways. The system gives them an extension. Oh, well, we're hoping for that potential. Well, sorry, New Orleans. You can you can, you can wish in one hand and hope and then no. and then do something else in the other and see which gets spilled first. But it's 2023. We can't live on hope anymore, Joe. You're right. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible, it's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. It might be a a, a cyclical thing where things kind of go a certain way and then all of a sudden things shift. But the reality is you have to be strong enough to understand. And and this is something that that, that I, I still don't hear on tv when i do watch it i don't watch it as much as i used to it's tragic it's a tragic thing that i don't watch sports center and sports like i used to i used to enjoy it so much i used to sit sports center used to draw in at least 25 million people oh such good programming you had again you had keith overman you had dan patrick you had Stu scott linda cone they'd go into their own like delivery and quips and funny things and you're just people had there. personality it wasn't yeah you it just wasn't had watching a bunch of idaho potatoes talk yeah about you it. had guys that they they scouted and they 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 tested and they 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 earned those spots now you have nothing but message hires people you don't want to pay whatever whichever one you want to believe and when you don't hire on talent, you fail. You will fail, you will be miserable, and you will suck. And your message means nothing. We need more people to sit up, stand up, and say that, but they don't because people are afraid of getting shunned down. They're worried about being called things that they're not. No testicular fortitude. 
and that's why that's that's great choice of words because I was that was running through my head today. We could talk about all these same teams that we talked about in 2019, Joe, when the when Anthony Davis requested a trade. Now the funny thing is, in 2019, Dan B.A. didn't release a memo to him or his agent telling them to stop asking for trade requests. Nor did the NBA send Paul George and his agent a memo. Nor did Kevin Durant receive a memo in t- the summer of 22 and this past season. Because he asked to be traded last summer, ladies and gentlemen. The Nets did not comply with his request. I say that only for this reason, Joe. When we're looking at the executives involved in all these decisions... The fact of the matter is, is that Brad Stevens and Daryl Morey don't have the requisite balls to go toe-to-toe with Pat Riley. They just don't have the balls. They're either not going to last or they're going to have to bow out. And he's, gonna, he's going to make one of them look like a punk if, if, they, if everyone just wants to keep going down this road. If I gave you some stats, right, just on the naked eye, right, seven. Player A and player B, okay, Joe? And you tell you tell me if you see a big difference between either one of them, okay? So, player A, 17.7 points. Player B, 17.9. Player A, 4.9 rebounds. Player B, 5.2. Player A, 3.5 assists. Player B, 2.2. Player A, 0.7 steals per game. Player B, 1. And then when you go to the playoffs, it's a little different. Um, one player's averaging 17 and a half, the other's averaging 14 and a half. Um, the other one's shooting 37% from three, that's player B, and the player A is shooting 33%. Now, on the naked eye, do you see a big difference between those two players? Okay. So player A is Tyler Hero, player B is Jalen Brown. Hmm. When you look at, when you Google both of these players, it's interesting. The word underrated comes up a lot for Jalen Brown. I, I don't understand how you can call somebody underrated who just he, who can't go left offensively. Like, are you are you serious? Are you serious? And then the other player is called overrated. See, Joe, like this narrative, this BS that's going around with the with the Blazers, we've talked about this before. Life's about choices. They decided to make the choice to keep McCollum and Lillard around longer than they should have. They peaked in 2018. They, they won a first-round matchup against a Thunder team that was coming apart at the threads. And, of course, we remember Dame's big... Uh, photo from that one the uh, i'm not impressed then he beats he beat they beat uh a denver team that's not fully cooked in seven games and by the way he was dame lillard didn't play in game seven they had to have cj mccollum pull that out of their ass for them um and then they got swept by the warriors and what was interesting about that series joe is that that's at that time that's when the Blazers really should have sat down and made some hard decisions, but they didn't. They lost all four games to the Warriors, and they were leading by 10 or more points in all four games, Joe, in the fourth quarter. So they peaked, and now they've decided that 
they're not satisfied with what's being offered, so they're just going to uh, sit on their tuffet and, and wait it out. Well, you know something? This is their own making, you know? And the fact of the matter is that Cronin and the Blazers are not going to get away with the same same uh, bullshit that David Griffin and the Pelicans got away with by trying to fleece us. That's not going to happen this time. I think the system set up is starting to hit its wall. The fact that you're paying these guys a money that's not even comprehensible at this point. You're paying one guy $60 million. The only guys, in, in my view, that should be paid $60 million are guys like Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and their primes. Because those are franchise shifters. That, that there is no... I know it doesn't work like that, but there needs... I think it would have been better for the NBA to... And this is... It's it's funny you're bringing this up because I was thinking about this before we came onto the show uh, about how you've, you've seen what's going on with the NFL and the running back situation, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there laughing to myself going, you dumb... Where the hell was this in the CBA or the rule changes? Where are you when these questions are being asked? You're not answering them. You're letting Roger Goodell answer it and the competition committee. Why are you complaining after the fact? You didn't see the NFL rules go quarterback for the last 10 to 12 years? You didn't think this was going to be a problem? Now you're worried about not being able to make the money you want to make? You keep telling us that there's value in the running back? No. There is no value in today's NFL for a $20 million running back. It's over. You guys are the same as a middle linebacker. Middle linebackers used to mean something. We had Ray Lewis, Sam Huff, Ray Nitschke, Dick Butkus, all those guys, right, in the history of football. And the middle linebacker is supposed to be the epitome of what football is about in the pit, getting in there, fighting off the offensive lineman to get to the running back and get to the quarterback. I'm sorry, guys. You voted it out or you did nothing to do it. So these guys now, let's say Dame Lillard. If I'm sitting with Dame Lillard and I'm going, Dame, now you want to trade? Why did you accept that contract? Who's going to trade an entire team for you? It's common sense. Miami is not going to trade Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and half the freaking draft for the next 50 years for one guy. It's not, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't, it, the numbers don't compute. It's just, it, We've been discussing choices. No one cares about you can live in the moment, but you also have to understand the trend, what happens, understand what's happening. You're telling me running backs, let's let's give them a break here. You didn't see this five years ago that it was happening. So now All right, Joe. we are now, we are now, and I'll I'll, I'll 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 finish it off with this. We are now getting to that point with these contracts being a problem in trades. It's starting. It's going to start. The, 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 the amount of con- the, uh, the enormity of these contracts is going to make trading players impossible. 
And they've gotten what they wanted if that's what they wanted. And that was something no one expected. No one expected it. They're like, oh, no, 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 wait. Oh, shoot. But we still want our money. Okay, well, sit and spin then. Yes, yes. Well said, well said. And uh, as uh, Joe answers uh, some questions from the audience, I believe through the wire, I asked you who are your top three quarterbacks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer. Um... But, uh, I'll get to, uh, I'll get to a question we had from Sky Dweller. Sky asked us, guys, why did, uh, why didn't it work out with Pat Riley and the Lakers? Why did he leave? Well, um, he had run. Go ahead, Joe. You wanna? You wanna I, I wanna answer problem child's question. He was the first one that asked the question. When you have family and friends who don't listen to good advice, if you are the the patriarch of that family or that crew. So in my circles, I am kind of the the leader, right? Because all all my friends, God bless them, they're great. I have 35-year relationships with people, 25, 20. I've got friends 20 deep. But most of them are under someone else's thumb. Very few actually run their life. Case in point, today, I'm, I was trying to book uh, tickets to the Dodger Padre game. I called like 10 people. They wanted to come with me. I even offered to pay. Oh, I don't know. I got to watch my kid. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Now, see, the funny thing about the whole kid thing and wife thing and family thing, I got a family too, mother. You know what? Okay. Where the hell are your what, – what do you do all day? Like, what do you what, – what's going where are on? Your, where are your French toast balls? Yeah, this, so running a company, doing business, having a family, having a house, having all this, and all of a sudden, why am I still open to stuff? It's not about money. that The tickets didn't cost that much, right? So it, it, it it's – if no one listens to you, problem child, when you're giving them good advice and you're good at executing whatever it is that you do, you sit there and you you just kind of quietly pierce them with it. That's it. Uh, and if they're unreasonable, let's say if your wife is inconsiderate and things get worse, I don't know how I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, coming from uh, the last nine months where I had three of my friends file for or their wives file for divorce, uh, I don't know that that world, but it's it's been happening. So be careful. <laughs> been happening too much unfortunately and that's a story for a topic for another day uh as we uh, move along here sky was asking why things didn't work out with pat riley you know sky after if you read his autobiography which i would recommend he wrote uh he wrote a great autobiography he wrote that after that first championship that they won when they came back in 81 he noticed that everybody had what he called a disease of me. And he basically said that guys were pressuring him and Paul Westhead for more minutes, more touches, more shots, more opportunities. And Pat said that at the end of his time, like that, that, that 89 summer, he's like, you know, he sat down with Magic Johnson and called him Buck. That's that's what he called me. He always called Ir- he didn't call him Irvin. He didn't call him Magic. It was always Buck. He said, "Buck, the guys aren't listening to me anymore." He he knew he had he had lost a room. Like Joe Joe had mentioned it earlier. Oftentimes, even with great coaches, there comes a point in time where you just lose the room. 
and and everybody basically tunes you out and that happened he had to leave uh unfortunately that's the way it goes in relationships like uh, you want to be cooperative you and you want a relationship to work but that cooperation takes a lot takes compromise and as uh joe was saying uh he's the ceo of his family he is the ceo and it's obvious that uh we need men like that around because that's the way a family should be run it should be run by a ceo at the top the 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 unfortunate part about men in power is sometimes it does get to the ego part that's bad and that's what everyone gets fixated on and like most like most issues that are that 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 create groups that are against some kind of abuse or whatever they don't stop at those who are actually the abusers they start going into everyone's stuff everyone gets judged the same way and that's something that i've discussed with you you got to you got to follow through too you know if you're going to give good advice and you're going to do what you need to do and someone will always find a fault you know that people project all the time don't that's another thing that that kind of tricks people too can't you can't allow projection to, to affect you either people will look at you and go well you did this and you did that and i'm like what what's that in comparison to what you did I, I'm, I'm i'm talking about you passing out from dope i i got a ticket driving to to, to la like how's that even the same so the key is X, you got to also back up your talk. You got to be able to execute what your life is. And in our, in our world, when, you, when you're not a bum, you're not arrested, you're not a doper, you're not falling over places because of whatever, or you're, you know, you got a house, you got a business, whatever it is, whatever you, whatever's supposed to be society's kind of medals. Those things usually will help you if you're going to be the one to kind of give advice or show something up to someone. At the end of the day, I always say my kids are going to be my validation. Kids, your children. Now, if you don't have children, that's okay, too. I have friends who don't have kids and will never have kids. And that part is also something to be commended. They know they don't want kids, that they can't handle that. And that, that, that should be praised up the same way. But validation will come down to your family and your friends when you're gone. Not that the comment right section and not what uh, society wants or thinks that you need to hear. Society wants. So society is Zion Williamson. We're going to go full circle here. Society wants to be doing the right thing. and This and let's do this. But they don't want to put the work in. They still want someone to give it to them. That's right, Joe. That's it's, right. It, it's not. It doesn't work that way, guys. No real world. No, it doesn't work like that. But we are. So we we do do it though. With the the system or whatever you want to call it, keeps enabling that. Why? Because of control. It comes down to control. And you know, it's it's a discussion that would. What we could talk about literally every day. I mean, someone mentioned Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil made a career sitting a bunch of yahoos on a on a chair in front of everybody 
And what has that done in 30 years? Nothing. Nothing these guys do. Not Jordan Peterson, not Ann Coulter, not Bill Maher, not Joe Rogan, not everyone. And I'm not, I don't hate on any of these people. I don't know them. I don't care. But nothing these guys do fixes jack squat. They're there making millions of dollars doing that, and it has solved nothing. That's why I'm very adamant about never, ever being a TED Talk type in the future because it won't mean anything. Well, Joe, what if you help that one guy? It's not enough. I'll help one guy here in my family, my friends. I'll build it organically within my group. God willing, I can continue to bring in more resources so that I can make people, you know, have careers and things like that. That's the goal right now. Like that's, I've, I'm done guys. I could live the way I'm living right now for the rest of my life and be fine. But that's not how it's supposed to be guys. It's supposed to better society. So you do it two ways. One, by raising children that are going to be better than you. Okay. Better in, as in they're going to be more knowledge. They're going to have more education, right? Because we have more means when you have a household that's already kind of put something like that together. And then of course, if you have a, a business or any kind of entity like that, where you can allow people to have a career and have medical insurance and have a pay that where they can go vacations and live a good life, that's that's all that's next. That's that's now serving society, right? You take care of your house. Once you take care of your house, that's it. You take care of your neighbors. I got two of the baddest neighbors on the planet, right? I got neighbors even next to them that are cool. You take care of your neighborhood. You spray the weeds on the street. Don't wait for the freaking county to do it just do it then the town then and you keep going and we've lost that we've lost that and unfortunately no you've mentioned no you've mentioned that before like it, it's it's like small things but you've mentioned that before when tasks around the house i changed the batteries in the smoke detector taking out the garbage stuff that men should do that's what the person running a household should do. And, and, and I'm, it, I'm gonna. It, it, this, the, and it's not complicated, Joe. It's it's not complicated. It's, it's not. It's not. And I I I saw a video yesterday uh, of a, of a man breastfeeding a baby, and you guys wonder why I'm hot. And I've had talks with people in my time where I've had had to tell them that you know nothing, and these people think they know everything, right? So you're sitting there, you're going, you know nothing. And they really think they know stuff. And they think you're nuts. But the thing is, I'm fortunate in that the action works. I, I can handle the action. It doesn't matter. Negative, positive. It, it just doesn't matter. And talking about the show in general, I I had been I had been asked why I hadn't done a show way before. Like, why don't you do a podcast, Joe? You know so much about sports. You know, you know heck, I've had been approached to do money lines and do betting because i know so much about sports i'm like guys it's not about that if it was just about the betting and having fun it, it's a dirty area it's a dirty area i don't like dirty i don't like dirty you've mentioned that okay i don't and i know i'm not clean everywhere you go it's impossible right i still own a phone that's made from china do i know that the, that there was a or 11-year-old that made this, I don't know. So in some indirect way, I'm probably there still. But at least if I have a chance to directly have a choice, you know, let me do it. And then someone as nice as Gerald. Gerald is one of the nicest men you can meet. And the fact that he's put up with someone who's the way I am only adds to the fact that he's a good person and understands it. And that 
that needs to be rewarded, right? And now I feel that there's a collaboration here. I like team sports. I'm not much of a te- – I mean, I love tennis. I love to play golf. But I've always flourished in a in a team setting. Uh, I don't like just sitting here talking and, and you know – as big of an ego as I have, I actually think it's a little too vain for this one guy. Hey, all right, this is me. Hey, <laughs> this is what I think. You know, who gives a crap what you think? Give us information that's relevant. And if you can do it in an entertaining way, then that adds to the to the show, right? Of course it does. But that's the whole point here is that uh, we're not just trying to be uh, entertaining. We're trying to be informative as well. This is what our audience expects. Um, expect a good show, a solid show. Every time they come out here, we've got to deliver it for them. Um, so as we're moving on, Joe, we're going, going to be talking about, uh, what you, what you see from the Miami Heat this year. So if you look at the off season, there's a lot of subtractions and very few additions. They added Kevin Love. They added, uh, the kid from UCLA, uh, and um, now they're looking at Damian Lillard. So when that uh, transaction takes place, where do you see Miami in the uh, tier of the Eastern Conference, Joe? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, they're a year older. Butler's a year older. Uh, Hero, obviously, is – I know he's been touted as an overrated player, but I wouldn't say he's overrated. He's just getting paid too much for what he does. Uh, Duncan Robinson, hmm. I can see them contending just because they have a culture there that that just allows them to continue to play a certain way where it, it, it's it's embedded in winning. But when you run into the juggernauts, you quickly see how they fall apart. And in the two years that they went to the finals, I mean, I know that Jimmy Butler played his butt off in 2020, but that's what it took for them to win just two games. You know, it felt like they won more based off how they played. But in reality, looking at the 2020 series, the Lakers had outmatched them, especially Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. I mean, Anthony Davis looked like, reminded me of Shaq those first two games against New Jersey in 2002. It was just, you guys have no shot at being the Lakers in the finals. And then they played a Jokic who just couldn't wait to get home and pretty much slaughtered you just because he's like, I need to get home. I'm ending these guys now. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, they didn't, they shouldn't have even won one game. It should have been a sweep. So it's, it, they're going to contend in the East. The East, I'm sorry to say, you've heard the me week. say it already. They are terrible conference and they continue to be terrible. And I'm done with it. I, I was trying to give them a little bit of a boost the last few years, but they're an embarrassment. They still are an embarrassment. The West is still king. It's been, a, it's, they've been kings for a very long time. And, Show me something here at this point. I don't, I don't, I don't see any dominance coming out of the East, and that's it. Well, yeah, that's you know what Intel. That's a good point. The thing about it though is that we all have to remember is that, and again, um, can't live in a delusional world. Is that just like a lot of high value people, and I'll use people. Um, and I'll just use an example, like a, like a pretty girl at, at the party that everybody wants to, uh, to take home at that night. Well, that pretty girl has her own preferences and Damien Lillard, Anthony Davis, 
soon to be probably Trey Young, Zion Williamson, they're the pretty girl and they have preferences. And sometimes the pretty girl wants to go to LA. Sometimes she wants to go to Miami. Sometimes they want to go to New York, but they want to go somewhere. And it's, it's not, it's not where you are. And ultimately I think what's going to happen is that, 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 that memo was, uh, a smoke signal that this is going to stop because guys now, and again, it's just my theory, but I think this is going to happen is that sooner or later players are just going to give uh, their reps, a list of teams. Don't trade me here. Just don't trade me to these teams. And that's the way it's going to work because moving forward, you can't have a business where where a lot of your employees are just uh, choosing and picking where where they want to uh, make their hay, right, Joe? I mean, that's it's you can't have the unfortunately you can't have the inmates running the asylum. See, that's the problem uh, in life. There's it's always one or the other. So if you don't let the inmates run the asylum, then the 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 wardens and the security guards are running everything. There's a balance that needs to be there, and it needs to be compromised between both sides, which compromise, as you've seen in the last few years, has been virtually impossible because everyone wants – they don't want to compromise. No one wants to compromise. Someone goes over, way overboard to the point where they taint any chance at coming back in the middle. And if you don't compromise, you will always have division. Now – What's compromise? Uh, compromising is don't get in my business. This is America, guys. This is not Russia. This is not Cuba. This is America. The reason why, in my opinion, we're number one is because of that reason. Because we have the choice. And there's... Big players out there that might put a monkey wrench in it every now and then, but really at the end of the day, you still have a choice here. And you can choose to be what you want here at the very least. I used to hear that from my dad all the time. And my dad had the right perspective. He came from a different country. Those who have lived here their whole life don't understand the difference. I don't really pay attention to them. You don't have no you have no idea how lucky you are. People are dying at the border down here in San Diego and Mexico just trying to get here. And yet I'm seeing people, you know, hearing about how what we did 10 years ago, 100 years ago. This isn't a country problem, folks. It's a human being problem. It's always been a human being problem. But we have to tie it to something so that our agenda is pushed. When you, the, the, the quickest way that I end arguments in that world is I say, I know what time it is. You can sit there, you can dance, you can yell, scream, cry. I already know what time it is. I don't need to be told anymore. I'm 45 years old. I've seen it. So as far as how this pertains to sports, uh, if you're looking at Zion Williamson, like in terms of the person we talked to at the beginning of the show, and then, of course, Dave Lillard, Miami, uh, these are guys that now, especially with like, with Dame, Damian Lillard, it's hard to criticize Damian Lillard. He tried to be loyal. So he's he's the longest tenured superstar at one team, him and Westbrook. They each played 
11 seasons. If he if Damian Lillard starts out the season with the Trailblazers, he would be the longest tenured player to to ask for a trade. Now again, doesn't mean Dick, but it, like Joe said, he's been the most loyal uh, superstar that uh, the NBA seen in a long time, and he basically and Joe's right. Uh, What's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm okay. Did Joe scare your guest away? No, I think uh, I think he was uh, getting a little uh, <clears throat> getting a little. Uh, I think he just punked out, Joe. Really? Yeah. That's a shame. It is, but you know that's what happens when Daniel enters the Lakers' den. So. Well, uh, but uh, that's our goal is to get NBA. Uh, teams to for previews for all the nba teams so we will go ahead and get do our best to get somebody from miami i know i've got one for you guys on friday as our good friend steven from the birds rights podcast he's coming back to talk 76ers so uh, absolutely that's going to be on friday so and i've got uh, hopefully get matt Moderno, who is actually been on this show mm-hmm. years ago he's going to stop by because he's uh, uh in the believe uh and wizards podcast he hosts that one and he's has a great line with uh, with Wizards. I think, I forget which, um, I don't know if it's Gilbert Arenas or not that he works with. But yeah, he's uh, trying to schedule something with him next week. So yeah, we'll be trying to get all 30 teams. So if your guy doesn't get, uh, uh, you know, going with with with, uh, with Miami here, we'll go ahead and get a Miami expert to come in here and talk the heat. Uh, so what have you guys been, been talking about? Because I have to go ahead now and just change all the descriptions and pictures yes, here yes, for this yes. video. Uh, it's been, uh, it's basically been, uh, what would you call it? Like a potluck, Gerald. Just call it the, okay. the NBA observation okay. potluck. That's kind of what it's been like. Uh, we were just uh, trying to discuss what, uh, what the season might look for the heat between ourselves. So what are your observations, Cheryl? I mean, obviously there's look tomorrow, tomorrow. The reason why I wanted this guy on is, um, you know, obviously wanted to chop it up about what's going on with the heat, but tomorrow, tomorrow is, uh, is, is an anniversary of sorts for the heat because do you remember in the, uh, the summer of Oh five, a big trade was made Gerald and, uh, the heat got Antoine Walker, Jason, Williams and uh, James Bosey mm-hmm. and though and if they hadn't acquired those three players they wouldn't have won, they wouldn't have won that title um, well first off I want to tell everybody I was actually interviewing Jamie Sweet these guys changed the time so I was interviewing Jamie Sweet for the pop culture cosmos so go ahead and check that out on our YouTube page there because he's looking forward to Baldur's Gate 3 coming out this weekend so that's why I was there and you're saying that in the in that Joe turned on me, but I no. stood up for you. Great job, Serge. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. But that doesn't surprise me coming from Joe. But when it comes from uh, the Miami Heat, I mean, obviously everybody's looking at uh, you know trying to see if they can get Damian Lillard on their team. Supposedly, a package is being formulated that. Portland can't resist, but we'll see what happens, my friend. I, you know, even if that's the case, I don't think it's good enough to be putting them over the top. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either, Gerald. But we did, uh, we did uh, mention briefly that you know when AD, Paul George, and Kevin Durant twice asked for a trade request, the NBA never issued a memo, man. 
They never issued a memo to any one of those players or their agents. It's just really interesting now that they just decide to. That's uh, because that's be that's simply because the agents them the agent himself was calling the other teams. Well, I mean, do we telling not, him not to trade. We're, for him. Well, we're not naive enough to think that Rich Paul wasn't on the phone with the Knicks and with Danny Ainge. Said ah. Uh, 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 you, there's you, more you diplomatic ways you can trade for him but he's not remember but gerald you'll remember anthony davis senior said there's no way my son is going to sign with the boston celtics and he did it publicly mm-hmm. and the uh, nba didn't find the lakers and they didn't find uh clutch sports they didn't even find anthony davis for that so i i like I said, I just find I just think this is a double standard. The pretty girl has a preference about who she wants to go home with, and everybody's got a problem with it. But everybody's got their preferences, and you just have to deal with it. It's funny. Uh, we talked about the other day that uh, we were going to go ahead and talk about Laker Tom and uh, those crazy things that he's doing online and talking about it and what he's proposing. Mm-hmm. So, Joe... Uh, his latest thing he's got talked about he's he recently tweeted about a lake show life uh article on a rumored uh, as far as lineup uh he and he's talking about uh that it's a it's going to be a disaster waiting to happen according to fan cited lake show life so let me hear you this as far as Jackson Hayes is Jackson Hayes goes in the starting lineup Joe is that a disaster yes is that- no, he's not starting. He'll start if half the freaking team is injured. Yeah, but that is a terrible and that absolute terrible decision if that's how it goes, which is not. It's not going to happen. Jackson Hayes is not. Well, you guys will see. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, again, Jackson Hayes. I I don't expect much from Jackson Hayes. No. I don't think anybody else should either. So no, he's a like little, a, he's but, like a, he's like Arby's. He's like uh, like Gerald said. Don't expect much. Yeah, it's where, it's where I, the, there's an Arby's and an In and Out in my neighborhood. Arby's is parking lot is always open to park, so I park there and then I go to In and Out. <laughs> It's funny. I'm would, sitting there. I'm I sitting would, there. I would too. I would there's too. there's two lie. lines, right? Because In and Out really masters the the drive-through, you know, barrage. So you have maybe fifteen to twenty cars in each lane to get in to to go to the drive-through. One day I came in and I'm going, and I'm looking at the the parking lot. It's full, and there wasn't a lot of parking spots, anyways. And I'm sitting and looking at this two-lane area. And then I go and I look inside and I'm like, I bet you there's like two people in there that are ordering from there. So I turn right. There's like 18 spots at Arby's and and, and no one is going to the drive through. I get in, get out, get over there. I order my meal. I have my meal within like eight minutes and I'm walking out and I still see the one car that hasn't ordered yet that I saw when I went in. I'm like, what are these idiots do? like? Am I the only one like figuring this out? <laughs> I think sooner or later, in and out's gonna buy the Arby's and just turn oh, it into man, a Oh man, that would be lot. good actually. You'd have two stores just handling business, but yeah. Uh, and you know, In and Out has a huge reputation out here. I know you don't know that, uh, uh, Sean, of being up in Toronto. 
it's not the greatest hamburger of all time, but it's the best hamburger for the price and the service. There you go. I, I give him that on that. I, I'll agree yeah. with him on that. Yeah. Yeah. Question: they, G- they they have never best, best never for your buck. Then is in, that what you're saying, Joe? If I if I your buck. 100%. And the thing is, this is the amazing Because I like part. Carl's Jr. better than In-N-Out, but like you I, I love the Charbroil Chicken Club more than I like the hamburger. Absolutely. But the okay. thing is with In-N-Out, and this, if you don't believe service matters, freshness matters, yeah, it does. clean matters, there's been at least 300 trips. I'm just throwing it out there. For sure, at least 300 trips to In-N-Out. There hasn't been one botched order in those times. Not once. And not once. Were they not nice, respectful, everything? Like, they got it. They got the whole damn system down. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So I ask you this, guys, real quick. The only real thing of note in regards to the NBA was Justin Champagne, who actually played pretty good in the game against the Lakers during summer league. Uh, he was waived today, with still years on his contract. Now, mind you, it's not going to be a big money contract, but in fact, it's under two million dollars. Uh, you know, it's still just kind of curious that they would want to go ahead and waive someone like that because he, he looked like he was going to be someone that might have some promise. He looked good in summer league. Thoughts on that, guys? I mean, again, it's, it's someone who doesn't even have a uh, million dollars signed up for this year. Uh, you know, so it's not a big money hit for the Boston Celtics, but kind of curious that they would let a player like that go at this time of the, of the season. You know, they, he hasn't even gone to camp with them yet. No, they're, it's probably something going on there, Gerald, that we don't know about. He played but well in that game against did. the Lakers. Yeah, he did. He did play well. Um, he's got he's got a good track record as well. I think there's more to it than than what, uh, what's being initially reported. Because yeah, it's this one's kind of a a melon scratcher. It's like what you know, you're just letting a really productive young player on a really nice um, transactional contract just go i don't understand it either drill and you had his bird rights because he was yeah. he could have been a restricted free agent but you decided to go ahead and say okay see that just seems very curious i mean joe i understand it's a little thing but sometimes those little things mean difference i mean we talked about max christie because uh you know for a long time i've been talking about max christie and the potential that you could you have to go ahead and spend a lot of money on him this season if he blows up but when it came out that the logistics of it were is that you signed Lonnie Walker because you signed Lonnie Walker at the time, you were excluded from being able to extend, give uh, Max Christie a larger contract. That you're seeing these things as far as being make, maybe little mistakes that might cost you a little bit down the road. But Boston, again, 
Is it because of the fact that they signed Jalen Brown to such a large contract and maybe you're starting to feel the effects of it going forward? That, that and the fact that they're going to be paying Jason Tatum that same amount soon enough. Yeah. Uh, we lost De- uh, Alex Caruso yeah. because of that. It's a bummer. It's, uh, you know, that's why there's a, there's a structure in these contracts and these, these CBAs that say we can't afford to have the bombers of the world who have all the money in the world pay six guys 30 to $40 million a year. That's what they're trying to trying to avoid, mm-hmm. but they can't do it. And this goes back to our whole theory, uh, subject tonight between Sean and I is no one, they they set these, these CBAs because they, they, the word is that the owners can't be trusted to not do that. They can't be trusted to work coherently together. And instead of you have to have this rule that tells you, no, you can't do that. No, they want to drop $60 million to Bradley Beal, which is just stupid. It's just stupid. Nothing can stop it. Oh, we don't want to lose him, Joe. You know, he's the only player we have that could sell tickets. I'm like, people are coming to watch Bradley Beal in Washington. I've seen the stands. No one's watching them. So it's it's just a it's a cluster. You know what? I don't know what I don't know what you could do to solve it other than getting all the owners together and just having some kind of a Cosa Nostra pack that you're you're going to set rules behind the scenes to say, look, we're not spending this much money on anyone other than true superstars like LeBron James in his prime, Kevin Durant in his prime, and Steph Curry in his prime, those kind of guys. There's only three, maybe, guys that warrant that kind of money. I'm not saying Damian Lillard or anybody shouldn't get what they should get, but looking at it from a what are you – who's actually going to keep you in contention year in and year out sell tickets and be about the game that and you have to do everything you have to be everything that's who gets that money but there's not a lot of guys i mean you had what you had wilt and 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 and, and russell in the 60s you had kareem in the 70s uh with dr j bouncing between the aba and nba then you had the 80s and, and bird and magic then you had jordan in, in the 90s. Then you had Shaq, Kobe, and Duncan in the 2000s. Steph Curry, LeBron, and Durant in the 2010s. Really, those are the name, Those are the guys to me that should be make, making that money. Not, any, not Dame, as great as he is, he's not those guys as good as he is. He's not. Those guys are different. They're another level up. Uh, again, I just think that the CBA is, is not – as well thought out as I had hoped. Yeah, simple, simple as that. I just think that they could have thought this out better. They didn't. They didn't want it. No, they want their money. And before you got here, we were talking about these running backs who are complaining about their money and how you guys. Why didn't you say something, man? It's a different game last, now. Exactly. Say something before. Not. Oh no, no, no. Let's make sure we get this. We don't want to lose that weekly pay, dude. If you don't want to lose that weekly pay, you're losing it now. You should have talked about, you didn't see this becoming a arena football league. I'm some schmo at home who never played in the NFL. And I knew this. You should have known this. Why aren't you arguing about, hey, man, 
Hey, wait a minute. Did the CBA, guys, this is becoming way too quarterback friendly. That means we're going to be obsolete. No, we wait until it's too late. Then we complain. And then we go there and pick it outside Warner Brothers or whatever. Come on. Give me a break, man. No, you're crap. Get out of your ass. You, you guys you guys think you're professionals. You're not. You're complainers when it's too late. Too late. You protected the quarterback. Everything is about passing now. We don't need you don't need a $20 million running back. You are wasting money. How many uh, how many times in the past, let's say five years, just say five years, has a seventh, sixth, fifth round or an undrafted running back do productive, uh, you know, production wise, what the levels of some of these superstars were doing before? The best running backs are the rookie second year and third year running backs that were picked in the mid rounds. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Perfect example. When did he start stinking? When he started making $20 million a year, you know, every time he got more money, he put more earrings in his face. Next, thing you know, he's getting in trouble, uh, you know, outside the, 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 field it's, you don't, this, this, this discussion of fairness. But that's, that's the story of the NFL though. That's why it's one of the most glorious sports because it's also one of the most meritorious of them all. It's, it doesn't, I remember Mel Kuyper said that when he went to uh, Cowboys camp in 1997, a lineman walked up to him and basically said, Hey, Kuyper, you had me going in the fifth round. Da, 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 da. And like he ended up going in like the fourth round or whatever. And Kuyper said, Well, you know something, man? They don't put uh, what round you were drafted on your, on your uniform, do they? So. Use that as motivation. Nobody cares where you were drafted when you get on the field and start playing. It's how well you play. You know who should say that is Tom Brady. He should say, I'm a supplemental draft pick, let alone just a draft pick. Be the greatest supplemental draft pick that will ever live in the history of the NFL, right? Uh, in the NFL, just like when you go into the Hall of Fame, no one sits there and says, wait a minute, did you go in your third year of eligibility? Like when no. Gerald's talking about like uh, the the late late like late rounders and undrafted guys, he's talking about guys like Terrell Davis and Arian Foster. Though though those are two really good stories of guys who like. But but the running back position was valued then. Terrell Davis was needed to win those two Super Bowls in '97 and '98. John Elway doesn't have Super Bowls if it wasn't for Terrell Davis. Now, who? You don't need a running back anymore because of the rules. The rules and the advancement in quarterbacks and the advancement of offense, analytics, all that say you are better off playing with a star running back who is overly protected. And that's how you win Super Bowls. That's what it is. And they're not, I mean, the MVP, the MVP should just be quarterback is Nine, 95% of the time going to win the MVP. Might as well. You know, they, they're the number one player in all of football because that's what drives the money, right? That's that's the A-list player. But my, my thing is, in going back to even the NBA, is, is you guys are asking about more money. 
Dame Lillard, if I'm sitting with Dame Lillard, I respect your loyalty. I understand why you want to go to Miami. I get it. But where were you? We just You just signed a, a, a new agreement with no argument, with no finding out what's going on. No, you got your 60 mil, but now you want to go where you want to go. That's stupid. That is stupid. It's $60 million. Your contract will pay you $60 million at some point. How the hell are they supposed to trade that kind of money down the road? Doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to trade star for star at some point. Or gut your team. That's an excellent point. Uh, it's again, over, guys. It's over. This, this is what's going to stop trades if these guys keep getting paid this money. And it's, it's uh, you know, we were talking about this, Gerald, before you came on, you know, this tiptoeing and not not being argumentative and not, or at least not being argumentative in the things that matter. We're, we're, it's easy to be argumentative for, oh, the big guys are, they're holding us down. They're holding us down. And I'm sitting there watching this guy going, or, or just like when you hear a player, Hey man, nobody believed in me. Nobody did this. Nobody did that. Right? I'll, uh, Lamar Jackson. Since we're talking football a little bit, Lamar Jackson. That that's my favorite. Nobody believed in me. Chip on my shoulder, guy. Right? I'm looking at a guy who won the Heisman, who was a first round pick, who won the MVP, who's a starter in Baltimore, and yet this guy has the gall to say nobody believes in him. That's how deluded we are in our brains. And we're brainwashed as an as an audience. We're brainwashed in that stuff. What are you talking about? No one believed in you. You're a Heisman Trophy MVP. How many Heisman Trophy winners have won the NFL MVP? I bet you there's like five. That's a stat I need to go find out because usually I'm good at those things. What do you mean nobody believed in you? What are you talking about? Who? Why? You can't throw past 15 yards on a seam route. What do you want us to do? I've been watching his games for. Five years now. Oh, nobody believed in me. I'm like, believe in you. Pass. Pass. Give me a freaking 15-yard out on the dot. That's what it takes to be in the NFL. And on top of that, you got you had people criticizing Patrick Mahomes last year because Ty Hill left. I'm going, what drugs are you people on? Patrick Mahomes is the most physically gifted, mentally and physical quarterback I have ever seen in my life. It's like they put Dan Marino and Brett Favre into one player. Imagine that. This guy, if he retired today, August 1 of 2023, he would go in the Hall of Fame in 2028 or 2029, whenever they set up that five-year window. Again, guys, there's nonsense everywhere you go. Everything is nonsense. But then you become the guy who yells, get off my lawn. No, I'm not doing that. I'm going by what you're doing, and I'm analyzing what you're doing, and I'm going off that. Your, your, your analysis, your interpretations are dumb. Your comments are useless. It doesn't, it's not what's there. I, you're, I mean, explain it to me. Yeah, no, Gerald. I was, I was just going to say, you know, um, it, 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 it feels a lot like the 1990s where everyone's just spending money, 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 money. And I think Joe's right. Eventually that uh, that faucet's going to 
either be turned off or completely ripped off by uh, circumstances uh, surrounding the uh, the environment we're in financially. And he's right. He, uh, Joe, Joe is right. I can't really add anything else to what he said, Joe. You can't really, can't really argue against anything Joe just said. So here, Doris Burke deserves this, right? What does that mean? What does that mean in that title? What are you trying to tell me? What do you mean she deserves it? How many guys have been doing color for the last 20 years who don't have that job? They don't deserve it. There's 100,000 people that deserve it. Why does Doris Burke deserve it? Why? It's It's these hot words that people like to use to show support. How about just this? She's been doing the job. She was next in line. Not she deserves this. She's great. Why are you saying it that way for Doris Burke? Why? If she looked like me, would you be saying that? No. I'm going to, I know your stink. I know what time it is. All of it. There's nothing you can do to trick me. I know what exactly what's going on. And guess what? I will tell you what you're doing. And it's going to piss you off. And then you can call me whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me. It's the truth. The truth is the truth. There's nothing you can do to, to, to combat it. So this, this is the stuff. I mean, we're, we're talking about 100 different things here, right? And then I, I, I get this popped up on my phone. And there's this whole montage. And apparently Jeff Van Gundy is like, yeah. I got fired. And then you got Mark Jackson going, yeah, I got fired too. Like they're they're in this fake picture here, right? Fake, fake, fake. Everything's fake. And you wonder why people are going nuts. You're fake. You're all full of crap. You want your money, but you also want, what is it? The cake and you want to eat it too. I still don't know what the hell that means. I still don't know what that. Maria and Twitter, you can, I, I, as soon as you said Marie Antoinette, I went out and started looking. I was like, I still don't get it. What does that even mean? I, I, I've, I've gotten cake and eaten it too 100 times in my life. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Alice, Dan Marino was what Patrick Mahomes was in the 80s. So imagine Patrick Mahomes' numbers now, but imagine in the 80s. Kurt, Mark Jones is one of the most decorated and accomplished Canadian university basketball players of all time. And anybody and most fans out there who want to question and or um, qualify his expertise. And is it just knowledge, time for Mike Breen to go as well? I, mean, I think Mike so. Is, I think, I think so. he's I'm, sensational at his job. Okay. I, and forever, everybody doesn't like Van Gundy. I get that. Mark Jackson, you you know on this show, I could not stand him after his missed call in Game Five of the Lakers series. You know, or excuse me, Game Six of the Lakers series back in 2020. Ever since then, hand down, man down, he should be gone. I'm glad he's gone. You know, Van Gundy. All right, he's gone too. Breen, he's been great at his job for over what 15 years now, doing finals. 
Is it time to go ahead and bring in Mark Mark Jones? Uh, you know, I think he does a sensational job as well. Is it time, Sean? Yes, Gerald. I would say it's time. I would give uh, Mark Jones the uh, the uh, the driver's seat there. Mark Jones I, has been around for thirty years. Mark and Paul Mark and Paul Jones have been in broadcasting for a very long time. Uh, so Paul, Doc Rivers is the question I have for you. Bringing Doc Rivers, the guy who was with Al Michaels there for trivia question, the point zero four. So I ask you, bringing Doc Rivers back, is that a smart idea by ESPN and ABC? Joe? He was good when he was announcing. And I don't think I don't think he's going to get – he could get hired again, but I think it, it's less likely that he will. But he's already been hired, I thought. I'm talking about hired as a coach again. He, he means oh, coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I think this is the white towel. I yeah. think yeah, he understands – uh, there's a time and place, and normally when you go back to the booth like this, it's it's you know it's a transition, and um, that there's no there's no NBA team who would like Joe. He just he cannot explain his playoff ineptitude. He can't, man. He's got one playoff run under his belt. He cannot explain what's happened in an interview. Without it being like four hours. Well, this was the problem, and I had to deal with this, and like I had to deal. Like I love Doc too. I I love Doc as a man for 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 his value system, but as a coach, not really, not really. To me, his players won him that championship, and Tibbs helped him win that championship. He's a great leader and uh, a great um, tech tactician offensively but the flaws showed over the years and i i just don't think he deserves another coaching job i i don't think so either i think you know if you run your course after so many times i think you only have so many teams you can coach there's there's actually some good coaches out there out that's that are out without a job and Obviously, well, some rising young yeah. assistants as well. So, Gerald, the three the three big ones he he would have to explain seriously is how the hell did you lose to that Pistons team? You were up three one on them. And by the way, you should have won it in five because you were up in the fourth quarter. What the hell happened? Mm-hmm. And then you blew a three one series when you were with the Clippers, and then you decided to blow another one when you were with Philly. It was a trifecta, like. Gerald, would you say he's the most dis- he's the most disappointing coach in playoff NBA history? Uh, he's up there, uh, but he does have a championship. He, he does, does have a championship. He, he, he that's that. the first thing he could throw at you there, there, Sean. And so does Doc Doc Roberts or Dave Roberts, and he's abhorrent. You've never told us that before, Joe. What a surprise! <sighs> What is the what is the old saying? Uh, oh. Dogs, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then. Whatever it is. Oh. So what's yep. this going on with the Detroit uh, Detroit mm. Tigers player that didn't want to come to the L.A. Dodgers? He was on the uh, the Dodgers were on his uh, ten no no trade teams, and he decided to, to exercise that today. No bueno. My guess, no bueno. my guess, my no guess bueno. is he, he, he probably didn't want to go to L.A. The actual city of L.A. is my guess. I don't know any inside info on this. Just, I think he just didn't want to go to LA. 
Are there any Joe? Are there any Dodger players who live in downtown LA? Probably, because there are some nice lofts there. It's just that you you share a lot of good property out there with dumpsters next door. However, California is starting to clean some things up. We're waiting for for LA to be next. Oakland and San Diego did a huge cleanup here of the homeless this last week. They're, they're, the things are starting to change a little bit now. The homeless encampments need to stop. It's, uh, it's getting out of hand. Residents were getting. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not gonna yeah. say. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, but that's that that's that's money well spent. I wish. What I do they say? It. You pay what you. You yeah, get what well, you pay for. Yeah, oh yeah, you get what you you get what you pay for. All right. I've been to downtown San Diego. That, San Diego's downtown San Diego's gone through a couple of shifts since I've been here. In the '90s, it wasn't a place you wanted to go. You didn't want to go downtown San Diego. It was dirty. Then it went into this renaissance where the high-rise condos were being built, got cleaned up. Everything was great. And then now it's sort of started going back, and you have a lot of yahoos who go down the streets and just yell and protest over nothing still. And then, of course, you have uh, tents all over the place in certain areas, and they're finally like, you know, this, this is enough. Enough is enough. We need to get out of here. I know if I was living down there, the other problem with living down there too now is too many people have dogs and it smells like piss everywhere you go. Man's best friend. Man, what do you got against dogs, man? Uh, I don't believe dogs should be in a concrete jungle. Dogs belong in homes and farm areas, not high rises because of what just I'll take, you know, if you want to come with me on Friday. I'll show you. It's not even the dirty parts of the of the city. It just smells if like I a had a, if I had a Grab hover- your ticket, man. Yeah, if, down, I had man. A, if I had a hovercraft right now, I'd take you up on that. You have people who barely can take care of themselves, taking care of uh, another being. And then on top of that, they don't have any, they don't provide any discipline for that animal so that they don't pee everywhere where people are walking. Hey, uh, I take a ba- I take a bag everywhere everywhere with me when I take my two dogs out. All right? You can't bag urine, Sean. <laughs> dogs, hey, what's wrong with the side of the wall? Don't have a dog living in a concrete jungle. Dogs don't belong. Then you got to hear. Put paws on your paws, paws. What? So they That's, don't burn. I'm like. Like it just, you know, because the paws they don't the the, the stick Joe, will get hot. Joe, Joe, responsible dog owners know. There's no responsible dog owners. That's the problem. I'm you're I'm looking not bagging at one on of dogs. Them. You're looking at one of them. I'm not bagging on dogs. Okay, dogs don't know any better. It's the adult idiots that I'm talking about. Why do you have a dog in a high rise? I, I I went to an elevator in a very nice condo high rise. It smelled like piss in the elevator. In the elevator. Oh, it's 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 squeaky and squeegee. You know, they're just they're stressed. Oh, really? I, I mean, I can make a two-hour movie on what I want to do to dog owners. A lot of times that live in high rises like that. I mean, it's it. it look at the end of the. I, I, I look at like a crazy man right now. I'm not. It smells like urine everywhere. Why? And then. You got it's if it's a hot day, you gotta put booties on the dog. Is that not 
enough evidence that this dog does not belong here. Dogs belong uh, in a field, a backyard like mine, in a farm. Like, that's where they become useful and can live within some kind of normalcy. Not around asphalt, concrete, everywhere you go, and elevators. Damn, I really veered off the thing here, didn't I? Didn't you? Yeah, this is a basketball show, I thought. You can't you can't bag urine, Sean. But you talked about it first. Entertainment is the key. Yeah, so so key. that that is a line on the t-shirt now. You can't bag urine, Sean. So beyond the dog thing, you go to Vegas. One of the reasons I hate Vegas is every time <laughs> I go to the strip, it smells like weed. Yet, yet. Someone sees someone with a cigarette and they want to shoot them. Tell me that's not hip- hypocritical. Did you ever smoke? I've, I've done it a couple times. Well, what do you care? It's not the point. If you're there, if it's a family atmosphere, that's what they tell us. I don't want my kids walking around in a dust of weed. You know what? If you're if you're the kind of parent who knows that Vegas is like that, and I don't shelter have... my kids, okay? They hear cuss words at school, and we talk about it, okay? I'm not I'm not like sitting there putting bubble wrap around my kids, okay? But come on, guys, we're walking around. It's freaking four o'clock in the evening. It's still light. You got these guys who don't even speak English passing out porn cards, and there's a bunch of potheads walking around. The, the, to the crosswalk. You're telling me this is a good atmosphere for a family? Come on. Give me a break, guys. You guys are killing me with this stuff. Gerald, do you have anything to add here? He's just, just he sees what he wants to see. And you don't see it. It's what's going on. No, that's not true. That's not entirely true. That's one part. That's one part of the strip that you only see. There's so much more to Vegas that you actually don't even care to look at. And that's the thing. If I went to Temecula, you'd probably just show me the one restaurant that's there and the one gas station that's there and say, yeah, there you go. All right? No, I'd probably take you to the wineries. Yeah, you'll show. Oh, yeah. It's a a rack of wine right there at the one grocery store that's still in Temecula. You know know what Temecula is turning into, though? It's turning into a traffic hellhole. Actually, I've, I've actually spent time Welcome in to Temecula, my world, so I'm girl. kidding when it's I say so that. It's so bad now. There was a, there. It was a little kept secret even ten years ago. Now it's a freaking. It's done. It's. It took me thirty minutes to drive from my house to my warehouse. It's nine miles away. So some at some point here, I'm gonna have to buy some kind of a place out in the middle of nowhere in Lake Tahoe and get away from everyone and just helicopter everywhere. You go to how if you go to Summerlin and Henderson, it's all good. It's nice area. I didn't say anything bad about Henderson. I like Henderson. If I okay. if I if I had to live in the in the Las Vegas area, I would move to Henderson. I actually like this. Curveballs up Joe's line. <laughs> We've got actually, a winner. Kurt, We've got a winner. Kurt actually gets the line of the night. Kurt, Kurt, unfortunately, there is not an Arby's parking lot by the In and Out. It's actually a Wendy's. So you can park in the Wendy's parking lot to go to the Indiana in and out. If you go to the Arby's parking lot here in Henderson, you can go to the Chick-fil-A a lot easier. So there you go. Absolutely. Oh, so- Search lived in Canyon Lake. Oh, cool. There you go. So Do a lot knows. of work out there. Yes. 
So I, I've been I, again. I was I've been in Temecula uh, quite uh, you know on a on a couple of occasions, so I know exactly how good and how bad it is. But you're right about the traffic. The traffic is just that that area, that freeway out there. Yeah, it's oh, it, it was nothing when you were here. It, it's it's gotten worse the last oh, no. five years. No, no. When I go back, when I go back to like San Diego, they are expanding the freeway though. So we're hoping that it it opens up things. But the problem is they keep building more houses here. It's just gonna just. Bring yeah, it's gonna turn into Orange County. Uh, We're gonna live in Orange County in the in the freaking middle of nowhere. It is an extension of Orange County. That's <laughs> the way you. I've I've been going through Temecula at a very slow pace on more than one occasion in recent years because I go back to, to Cali so many times. But uh, this conversation was still one hour thirty five minutes in. You guys did a great job, especially the fact that you had a no show. Uh, but we'll try to go ahead again. Our goal is to get all 30 teams to get previews, to get their thoughts, not only on their own teams, but also their thoughts on the Lakers this upcoming season, which I always think is a good, it's a good perspective because we always see, have a tendency to see things from a closed environment as, as Lakers fans. It's always good to see exactly where other individuals, other fans of teams or other experts of teams, how much they see or how well they see your team doing here so yeah absolutely yeah i just want to thank everybody again for showing up even though the guests decided not to uh as we said earlier gerald this happens sometimes and uh, you just gotta roll with it that's okay i already fixed the description and already put a new picture in there it's not like it's ever happened it never happened we never had, we're meaning to have a uh, guest who is you know interested in the miami heat so there you go yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't matter if anybody shows up. Our our crew shows up for us. Yes. And, and I, by the by the way, it's it's good to know now that uh, if if a troll does enter uh, the castle, that uh, if they come after me, they're gonna have to get through the audience, and then well, what did you say to, to get him? Was... Gerald and uh, Joe? Yeah. No, well, that's no, always no. I guess. Who's criticizing Sean? A troll? No one's ever criticized Sean or you. He seemed Only like me. a reporter. He seemed like a reporter for a blogger. Is that does that? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm talking about the previous day, Sunday. Oh, that's that's, that's like that's yeah. like three or four times. We kick people out three or four times. The two people that talk bad about they're you, not really trolling. No, no, no. They're just it's, being obnoxious. No, no. He's uh, he's yeah. He insulted me. Yeah, he's. Uh, oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, yeah. he's just yes. This guy. Well, was, you weren't here for this one. This one. Yeah. Here. No. 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 You what was he talking about? Uh, he said, well, the truth is, he said that I look like an individual that, you know, I'd be working at a drive-thru with a headset. No, that's that's fine. That, that's and I should pretty... be kept like 100 yards away from a school or something. Yeah, that was where I said, no, that's, that's bad. That was just like, you're gone. That was, I'm done with you. Have a nice day. See you. Would want to be you. So there you go. Uh, but uh, you know what? The chat room gets a big A plus for today from all of us because it is the best Lakers chat room that's out there. You get a big chat. You know, for something that we were supposed to do on the fly, we had a lot of things that we got prepared for our guests today. And you know, for whatever reason, they did decided not to show up, and uh, which is a shame because again, we're very cordial to our guests. We appreciate the time, it's, especially if they're from other teams. You know, that's usually a very uncomfortable situation. Uh, and you know what? We're trying to be very accommodating and, and unfortunately just didn't work out, but I've got one for you on Friday. 
Steven from the Bird Rice podcast. He's coming back. He did such a great job on the CB. I said, pick a team. I remember him liking the 76ers. I said, would you want to do a team preview of the 76ers? He said, sure. He's coming on down. So he's coming back on Friday. I know tomorrow we're going to do something more Laker related. So we got to think about something good to talk about when it comes to the Lakers tomorrow, guys. So that was the thing. I was going to enter. I was going to go ahead and make sure that we have a full line of Lakers shows along with these NBA team previews as well. So we got we got we got plans for everyone out there. Got plans for everyone out there. It's going to get worse, guys, if we have a bigger audience. So just get ready. Especially, I'm I'm hoping to combat. That's the first time I've ever heard anybody criticize you two. Uh, well, no, so. the, the well, the the fact that I look like I'm 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 about ready to take your order from a hamburger place. You don't, and I don't, both don't Joe, we all look like that? You and you and I, Joe, look like. Thank you for you know. Thank you for shopping at Arby's. Thank you. Yeah, for well, the magic <laughs> man, <laughs> magic oh, man, magic man. Why looks are you like, going to In and Out? Why are you going over to In and Out? Come over man here. Looks, magic beef. man. Magic man looks like a guy that's at a game listening to the local broadcast. I mean, this is technology. <laughs> in the- what was the name of that guy who grabbed the foul ball at the Cubs game? Steve Bartman. Yes. Yeah. Bartman, yeah. 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 Except for the hat. I don't like wearing hats. If Moises Alou didn't react the way he did. No one would know Cubs- who Steve Bartman's name was. Yeah. You're Thank right, you, Joe. Jamal. Appreciate it. His reaction was what killed that team. I remember that. Yeah, they were. They were. They were, Joe, and you're right. More, like, the way he reacted, it was so demonstrative. Like, he had just, like, like somebody had just been hit by a car or something. Well, I'll tell you what, though. It's been a great conversation to be had. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, again, uh, apologies for not being able to bring on our guests, but he didn't uh, decided not to show up tonight, but... I'm sure we'll think of something good for tomorrow, Laker-related, so that you'll come back. We'll come back stronger than ever. Or he- who knows? We talked about a lot of topics off the beaten path tonight, so we'll do the same thing again for you tomorrow. It is that time of the year, guys and gals. It is August. The dog days of August, and the Lakers still have not filled out their last few spots on the roster. Hmm. Very interesting. Still waiting. Still waiting. So is Christian Wood right now somewhere as well. So I yeah. try to be Adam. I try to be. I try to be. So, yeah. Well, we I'm definitely. We had ahead. one of our subscribers tell us he wouldn't be surprised if Christian Wood ended up in Europe. So. Oh, can we talk about the toenail clipper who got arrested? Which uh, L.A. clipper got arrested? Uh, Today? Yeah, I guess. Uh, apparently. I don't know. Weird. Who was it? Yes, yeah, let me go ahead and look that up because it wasn't very much. Uh, Amir oh, Coffee. Oh, Amir oh. Coffee, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 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 Amir Coffee. Well, he was yeah. arrested for carrying a concealed firearm. Oh, boy. In yeah, LA? Good, good luck with that. Yeah, that's. Uh, good luck that's with not that. A big, that's not a super big deal. That's something you can plea deal out of it. And, you, know, just, you might as well just not get out of your car and go in public at that point. It just sucks. <laughs> all right well again they're practically all fillings of flipper line that's something i definitely want to get somebody from the clippers uh clippers fan out here or somebody that really enjoys the clippers 
because uh, I'd really love to hear their thoughts on where they stand because they've got, remember this time last year, looked on paper like they were a stacked team. I had actually predicted them to go to the finals. I, you know, and I'm glad I was wrong. And now, I, I don't know, I'm currently just in the beginning processes of trying to figure out these NBA teams and where they stand. And I don't have the Clippers very high on the list, especially the fact that you don't know how much you're going to get out of PG and Kawhi. And now they're possibly already, you know, talking to the office about trying to get an extension. Uh, guys, you know, there's, talk, there's all this talk about, oh, the Clippers are moving to a new arena. They've got to have PG and Kawhi there. they got to have PG and Kawhi there. Really? Do you have to have PG and Kawhi there to sell out that arena? At least in the first Are year? they there? Yeah, exactly. For what? So that they can play 40 games a year? No. Yeah. No. They're not there. And no one gives a crap about the Clippers anyways. Uh, Alice, I got it. If I'm going to cover all the NBA teams, we got to do it for uh, They can move to Malibu for all I care. They still suck. Yeah, I, I got to do it for every one of them. You know, and just by the way, there. Inglewood is still a dump. So I'm what do you what, what what do you want? There's SoFi, and then there's going to be the new arena, and then everything else around it's still a dump. How do you think? I love. I, I still have love for the Forum, Joe. And that's everyone has love right for the Forum. There. The Forum was the sexiest arena that ever lived. And the the, the scissors right across the street. I still love that sizzler. You got to take me to the sizzle, Gerald. Sizzler, sizzler. I said Sizzler. I can't believe that place is still running. That's good, man. There's one actually near... uh, Uh, The audience recommended I go, Joe. That and the Olive Garden. I cannot figure out how those two businesses have still stayed. You don't like Olive Garden? No. Oh, my God. No. Don't tell me you gotta, you can't, you can't eat the soup of Toscana is to die for, my friend. My yeah, God. to die. Oh, no, it's really good. Do you have a problem with the cheese biscuits at Red Lobster? No, those are the greatest, do... bis- those right, are the greatest yeah, biscuits so ever I made. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, my brother in law made those the other night, by the way. Like, go through, yes, the so ring. You go to Costco and buy a big box. No, yes. no, 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 no. That, that's why real, I don't know. deal though. That's why I don't go to Red Lobster anymore because of those biscuits. Because I'd eat twenty of them. Well, but I mean, hey, can I have some biscuits? Uh, are you gonna order, <laughs> sir? Uh, yeah, just biscuits. I'm just letting my water settle. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I went to I went there like during the pandemic, right back in 2020. We went there to, to get drive, you know, their their pickups. So they gave us our order, and they gave us a bag full of biscuits, and they were all soggy. They had already oh. actually greased in through and already had a hole through the bag. And I'm just like, what the heck are you doing here? So, yeah, just ever since then, we've been doing the Costco, make it ourselves, uh, those biscuits. And like you said, Joe, you get to eat like 20 of them. They're just they so fall, delicious. They just you put melt. a little cheddar cheese on there. Oh. Uh, yes. I had some last week. It was fantastic. I hadn't had them in a while. Yes. It's good. No, good food's good food. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> I love that. That's a good thing, Kurt. Kurt. You can't believe Joe doesn't like real authentic Italian food like the Olive Garden of Sparrows. Oh, my gosh. That's not real. Oh, my God. That's the if line I, of the night. My, That's the line of the night right there. Oh, my God. My friends own a, a, yes, a, it is a family restaurant that's Italian. They would have laughed their ass off at that comment, Kurt. That's you ever awesome. gone to a real Italian restaurant? Yes, all the time. I have, yes. The servings, you it's just, you 
can you can't eat everything there, man. It's just too much food. No, so it's I, a, it's what Jim Valvano said, Joe. It's like it's like an Italian dinner. It's like we you you bring out the lasagna and the managot first. I bet and you then, wouldn't even uh, even say that Puga de Beppo is a. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I just can't eat there all the time because it's just too much you, food. You need to take that breaks. You need to take breaks when you're eating with an Italian family. You need to take breaks because dinner is an event. It's not a meal. It's an event. All right. Well, if the Lakers truly feel that Jackson Hayes can start a line alongside Anthony Davis. I mean, they're trying to repeat 2020 if that's the case. I'm not sure in 2023 that's going to be the smart move, but we'll see if that's going to be the case. It didn't work last year with Damian Jones. Well, Amy, Damian Jones Amir, is, not, is Amir, not that far above, not that far below uh, Jackson Hayes. Amir Coffey should have set residence. I agree with in, you, El Pollo Loco. I, El, I like El Pollo Loco. In, in a bind, El Pollo Loco is good. Uh, Amir Coffey should have set uh, res- a residence somewhere in San Bernardino or Riverside County, got a concealed carry, and he wouldn't have had to have worried about carrying in L.A. That's something, it's a plea deal. It's a plea deal, and I'll just get him out. And of by the way, I don't blame him for having a weapon over there, even if it was illegal. I don't blame him either. Yeah. But uh, I'm skeptical of those Costco children. They are. It's the. It is the ex- formula. It's the real deal. It's the real it, one. It, it, it oh, it's is. the real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, on yeah. All right. Exactly add the same. Cheddar right. cheese. I'm Just going add tomorrow. some cheddar cheese. I'm there going you go. tomorrow. All I need is a. I need McDonald's to make a bottle of their uh, hot mustard sauce. I asked one of the ladies there when I went there uh, a few years back. She looked at me like I was speaking French to her. <laughs> And I just said, what's never mind. The, what's the uh, sauce that everybody goes crazy about when they, they introduce the Szechuan sauce or what? There's some sauce at, at McDonald's people go crazy. For Mine is hot sauce. The hot mustard sauce is like crack. Okay. Is it the, uh, the buffalo barbecue sauce? No, I think it's uh, Szechuan. Some, some, there's some rare sauce that they have that, that only. Yes, Samir. To... That's what I'm talking about at McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's, it's McDonald's. What are you going to do? But uh, guys, you want to go ahead? Hey, and- their coffee is really good, Gerald. I, I, I'm a bit of a coffee snob, and I have to say, all right, they and make I, really good coffee. And I might, I haven't gone there since the McRib went bye bye, but um, they, they did. I did see the billboard for their new frozen drinks, like the frozen Hawaiian Punch and frozen Coke. So, Sketchwan socks, yeah. Originally, do they, do they still make? Yeah, that is, it is a Sketchwan socks. Thank you, Samir. Huh? The Shamrock, still- oh, during for March, yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Still, okay, still I, I, I haven't had one of those in like a really long time. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, uh, just great conversation about a variety of topics. This is what happens when your guest does a no show. So, we will go ahead and continue our yeah, efforts to try I think and get we could have had a show like this with a guest or not. Yeah, that's true. We always I, end up doing anyway. So, yeah, I think we're versed enough to do things here. So, I'm not worried. I we play jazz here. Okay. We can play Absolutely. jazz. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Great talking to everyone out there. Again, we're going to figure out what we're going to talk about tomorrow when it comes to the Lakers. And no, it will not be one hour of, of why Jackson Hayes can or cannot play five alongside. If, he, if that happens, uh, I think that's, uh, that's not – I don't know. That doesn't seem to me like it's going to work out. That just means you have three non-shooters out there. And the lane is just going to be 
blocked. I mean, it worked in 2020 for you, but I don't think you can do that same thing in 2023. I just think that that's going to be a hard deal. Damian Jones, you saw how that worked out, and he's not a huge step below Jackson Hayes at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. No, no. But, like, let's let's try and not relive that. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a nightmare, but it was like a bad dream of, like, not a not good backup center play. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us again. Like Kurt said, we did it all tonight. Male best, male breastfeeding, big lots, urine bags, and some basketball. I was asking you, might as must have heard about some good deals at big lots. Uh, I'm heading on there right now. Oh, they're closed. Oh, I can't. What a shame. What a shame indeed. But it is the Lakers fast break. Great to have you guys here. Truly appreciate it. Alice, you've been terrific. Obviously, Kurt, Blue Magic, the whole Samir. Everyone out there has been uh, just truly sensational. Intel, Adam, you know, you are the best Lakers chat room that's out there, the Lakers fast break. You guys have a community tech now. You can talk about anything and we'll listen. Uh, we just need more people like you out there to listen, and we're going to be good. We're going to be good indeed. So tell you what, uh, looking forward to more great conversation. We'll strike it up with another conversation tomorrow. Maybe about Toscana soup. There you go. Zopa Toscana soup. We're going to talk about that for an hour tomorrow. How about that? That's probably better than Jackson Hayes at the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot better than Jackson Hayes at the five. Yes. All right. And Magic Man will tell us how those biscuits are from uh, from Costco. Yeah. Because I'm just hearing about this now. This is. You didn't know. <sighs> They usually devote an end cap to it when they hey, have it. Hey, listen, listen. That you've got apparently a very nice wine selection at Costco. They don't have what? wine in, up here at Costco. What? You. They've got a whole like third of their floor space devoted to alcohol here in Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know why. Okay. I've heard it. I've seen. I've seen the pictures. It looks like a very nice selection. We just don't get it up here. Yes. Well, we get the nice things last if we get them at all. All right. Goes without saying. This is about time for a Joe one-liner to send us on home. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for for coming. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for stopping by again. I'm going to have uh, actually Stephen from the Bird Rise podcast coming Friday to talk a little bit about what he thinks the Philadelphia 76 will do. Plus, we never even really talked to him about the Lakers. So I want to definitely hear his thoughts on the Lakers, and we'll go ahead and make sure everybody out there gets chances for that. And then also tomorrow we got more great stuff. We'll figure out a Lakers topic to talk about. We'll make sure we got one for you. We'll prep it up. We'll knock it out of the park, and we'll make sure we got something good for you because we always do, no matter if we have a guest or not, right here at the Lakers Fest.